Has the news got you down? Not with this funny guy. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller. (laughs) Shalom, shalom, everybody. Guess what day it is? It's Monday. That's right. It keeps coming back. And you know what that means? So does Lighten Up on Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, my name is Steve Miller from the holy land of Hadera, Israel. And please welcome my special guest host once again, Mr. Yaakov Koren. Toby Koren in the house. Welcome, everyone. How are you? I'm doing well. It's it's a cold morning in California, but I'm doing well. Baruch Hashem. Well, you know, uh, the winters in California are very cold. And I got to tell you something real quick. We're going to do a lighten up weather uh, uh, edition. <laughs> it has Ooh, been literally. This is the first, isn't it? it yeah, yeah, it has literally been been raining every day for like a month, at least for the past two weeks here in Israel. And I know it's a blessing, but I feel like I'm living in Seattle. I mean, it is pouring, at least where I live, the northwest part of the country, uh, torrential, torrential downpours. It's freezing cold. And I finally, after living here uh, for f- uh, five months, I finally figured out how to work the heater in my apartment. <laughs> I've been freezing for five months. Finally, I have it on, and I'm nice and toasty. It feels great. Oh. Well, I'm glad you figured that out, Stephen. I mean, that kind of makes the difference, you know. I mean, you know, it, why did you wait five uh, f- five months? Well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. This is very typical me because uh, I felt like I didn't. I I knew they had air conditionings in Israel, right? Because we live in the Middle East, and it's in the in the in the desert. I didn't think they had I, – I thought it was only air conditioners, that they didn't have heaters. I'm like, who would have a heater? Why would you waste money in a heater when most of the year, 90% of the year, it's like, you know, you're living in a desert and it's hot, you know. Right. And the winters, you know, you're not getting snow at least in the majority of the country except way, way, way up north. But, I mean, uh, you know, the coldest it gets is I guess maybe 50, 60 degrees. I have no idea, but – my feet have been icicles for like the last month, and I finally figured out how to turn on the heat. So now the heat is on in my apartment, and I am warm, baby. I mean, you know, I kind of it was like maybe, just maybe, the answer was uh, that you know sometimes how how we men sometimes you know if we get lost, uh, which is is not as often. No offense to women, but you know not as often as women scientifically that that is so. However, it does sometimes happen to men too. You know, and, and and you know how how we get lost, and then like we don't want to seek help, right? I mean, we want to be Mister Fix It, right? And so and so, you know, our girlfriend, our woman, uh, our, our wife, you know, etc. You know, just gives us good advice. You know, hey, hey, you know, look, look, oh, turn your GPS on, or ask for directions. You know, so. Um, anyway, and then sometimes we, we we just want to prove ourselves, right? So we just want to do it ourselves. Well, I'm going to tell you something about myself. I don't like to prove myself to anybody. I am the first person to ask for help. I am a Jew. I can't fix anything. I can't cook anything. I'm like the worst. I can barely put in a light bulb. I can't hook up anything. Uh, so when it comes to this, are you uh, saying you're, you're athletically uh, challenged? Not athletically challenged, but I'm just uh, I, I am not. Uh, they say uh, J.C. was a carpenter. I don't know what kind of Jew he was, but I'm certainly not, babe. I can't fix anything and I certainly can't figure out HVAC. But uh, anyway, I got the heat on. That's all that matters. And I'm warm. And we that's got good. the heat on Woo! right here in Lighten Up. Let's uh, let's say hello to our listeners. Of course, the United States of China. 
Canada, the Netherlands, Jamaica, man. How are you, Jamaica? And Poland is listening. Say hello, wow. Yakov. China. Um, did you know that in China and also in Japan, actually, I just re recently realized, I did not know this. I knew this about China already for a number of years. However, also in Japan as well, apparently that there there are yeshivot, there, there, there are Jewish seminaries uh, that exist there uh, because both cultures believe um, that uh, that the secret perhaps is to be more Jewy uh, if, if you want to be successful in business. They believe that. So that Jewy? they actually are studying, wow. studying Talmud, studying Torah. I love that, Jewy. I love that term. That's a good term, Jewy. Ha, you want to be Jewy? Study Talmud. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have, I have an update. So last week, remember uh, we spoke about um, I'm having issues trying to prove my Judaism uh, here oh, so, I can, yes. so I can get married. It took me forever. Happy, happy, joy, joy. That's right. So it took me forever to finally convince him that I'm actually uh, legally uh, divorced in America. So that got fixed. Now the rabbinate, uh, you know, didn't believe that I was Jewish or I needed more proof, the proof that I gave him anyway. So long story short, I just get a letter from them today telling me that apparently and this and this has something to do with Poland. Apparently there is I don't know if this is my great 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 grandmother or i don't know how many generations they went back but they sent me a letter saying through their research they found a woman uh named anita punska uh who converted to judaism this must have been could have been hundreds of years ago who they traced back to, to me if, if you if you don't know of it if it's news to you then yeah, well, yeah. of course i'm just saying it's it's huge news it's news to my mother it's news it's news to, i've never heard of this woman i don't know if this is my great grandmother's mother or if it's or if it's a great 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 i don't know how far back i will find out on wednesday but if poland is listening if anyone knows the my descendant anita punska if you can find any information, please send it to Israel News Talk Radio and uh, email me. And uh, I, I really would like to find out who this woman is. I'll find out on Wednesday and then next Monday I will give an update as far as who this woman is. But apparently she converted. Uh, this could have been hundreds of years ago. So I don't know, babe. Uh, whether she's related to me or not, I don't know if they researched the right Steve Miller, but if not, I'm taking it and going for it and going with it. And I'm like, okay, babe, I'm a Jew and we can move on with my life. So, uh, but I'll find out on Wednesday. I find it absolutely fascinating. And I've been trying to research or trying to Google Anita Punska. I can't find anything. I mean, I found information on my great grandmother, but, uh, when I asked my mother about her, my mother's like, I don't know who she is. I have no idea. This is um, this is uh, this is uh, you know, and she's not even a Russian name. She's it's a Polish name, but they only researched from my uh, mother's side, and my great grandmother came from Russia uh, to America, and uh, so uh, I don't know so what happened back then. There was then. like border issues, so, you know, borders change sometimes. Who yeah. knows? But uh, anyway, I find it absolutely fascinating. So uh, Poland, so, if anyone knows Anita Punska, give me a call. <laughs> I, I think you're the first comic, Stephen, that uh, you, you coined uh, you coined the Punska line. I don't know. Anyway, I, I don't even know if I'm, I'm pronouncing that last name right, but it's uh, you know it's a punchline. But um, bump. Oh, I didn't get it. Sorry. Let let me stick. Let, uh, just uh, stick with uh, you know being the sidekick. Uh, you don't need to do you, you the know, joke. You know, no, no, no. <laughs> I think I'll go with the co the co-host. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, that's fine. Um, anyway, so I found it fascinating. So um, I just wanted to share it with everyone. So um, we'll see what happens. Anyway, uh, I did want to start off the show um, with this crazy story. Now, this comes from my hometown. How crazy of... is it? Yeah, uh-huh. it's so crazy. Um, it comes from How Philadelphia. Um, you're not going to believe this. So th- this is, um, let me open it it's up here. It's going to be it says... good, Steve. No, well, it's not going to be that good. It's lighting up. But anyway, <laughs> it says here, um, man arrested after a video post showed a severed head of his father. So, so this guy, um, it says here, a man accused of chopping off his father's head. And this is in my hometown of Philadelphia, uh, showing um, uh, the federal. He was a federal worker. He worked for the government severed head during a politically charged tirade online. He's charged with murder after he was arrested. Um, it says here his name. It says the views got more than 5,000 views on YouTube before they finally you know, caught on what was going on and they shut it down. His name is Justin Moan. He's 32, now being held without bond. Um, there's a picture of him and he looks exactly like a, a young Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> and it says here... Oh, no. It says here, Yakov, it says during the online diatribe, diatribe, whatever, the rant, uh, Moan railed against Joe Biden's administration and the border crisis while declaring himself the new acting U.S. president under martial law, decrying his father as a traitor. <laughs> so he's he, so go ahead. He what? beached and moaned. He beached and moaned and, and, and then declared his father a traitor. He he was so he's so angry at the Biden administration that because of Joe Biden and the border crisis that's going on in the United States, he decided to chop off his father's head. And he said that he is declaring himself the new acting president under martial law. And let me tell you something. <laughs> I would vote for this guy in a second. Anything. I mean, he's not Joe wrong. Biden. I mean, I mean, regarding Joe Biden, <laughs> at least that part. <laughs> Anything to get rid of Joe Biden. I will vote for Justin Moan anytime. So now he's charged with murder. And uh, no, uh, his father, who he killed, <laughs> worked for the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers in Philadelphia. So because he worked for the Whoa. federal government, he uh, he thought he was, um, you know, he was siding with Joe Biden. So he said, hey, I'm going to chop off your head. And now guess what? I'm the new U.S. president. So uh, that's I what's going on in has- Philadelphia. That's what's happened in Philly, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's almost enough to make people move. <laughs> well, um, I, well I, I hope the doctors have prescribed new meds for him. Well, well, look, it's Joe Biden's fault. I mean, imagine if this was Trump and he was blaming Trump. The media would go nuts. So Joe Biden is responsible well, it, for it the death the of his father because of his policies. Yeah. <laughs> it would definitely be in the news cycle uh, nonstop. Uh, well, I actually, it probably is, actually, because uh, I actually did hear of it. Uh, I, I read that article during the week, actually. Uh, oh, you, you know, did? They're going to milk it, you know, because they're, they're going to try to say this is the average conservative or Republican. Right. Yeah. Well, now, uh, so I, uh, so now uh, Pee Wee Herman uh, murdered his father because of Joe Biden. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman is now president. I love it. Oh, oh, oh. He looks Hello, like Mr. Berman. Hey, 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 I cut off my father's head. <laughs> now, <All right>. president. 
<laughs> so so did, like did, you, did you hear about this in the news? Actually, did you hear that Biden called Netanyahu a bad fucking guy? A and, bad, and, bad, and he didn't what? say the word fucking. He said the f bomb. Oh, yeah, just say in a private conversation. No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, it kind of reminds me of of uh, Jihad Obama. Yeah, I mean, didn't he uh, he say something about uh, Netanyahu uh, that leaked or or do you remember what it was? You know what? I forget, but I do remember that when um, he was president and when Netanyahu came to the United States, he he made him wait for a long time and then he made him he made him go through the, the servants' entrance. That's right. I was just yeah, or the back door, whatever it was. I know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was definitely uh, dishonorable, you know, definitely, <laughs> you know, very much, as I say in Hebrew, zilzul, uh, lots of disrespect applied yeah. uh, to the prime minister of, uh, of Israel. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's basically in that same energy, obviously. So U.S. President Joe Biden has called Prime Minister Benyanu, uh, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, a bad fucking guy in yeah. private conversations. A column on political news site claimed this Sunday. So the president, uh, uh, the White House spokes, and is of course denying it. Andrew Bates, uh, a- Andrew Bates, in the in this, uh, in this case, is that your phone? Is that your phone? Who's calling uh, you at seven a.m. in California? I, I well, actually, it, it was it was my backup alarm for uh, for Sunday. So your backup alarm is going off 15 minutes after we're on the air. So it that didn't even work. <laughs> I I know, right? I mean, you know, it could have been it could have been better planned. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this is gonna have to go in the bloopers, you know, this little section. But anyway, so <laughs> so, so the president did not say that, nor would he. Stressing that the two sides have a decades-long relationship that is respectful in public and private. Okay, okay. So they're basically trying to uh, uh, run damage control there. What, what do you think, Stephen? Did he say it or did he not? What's your verdict, Judge Stephen? Um, I think he was actually, because he's got dementia, he was really talking about his wife. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he misconstrued Netanyahu for— My uh, wife was a bad fucking guy. Yeah. That's right, because he's married to, uh, yeah. I, I, he was actually talking about um, Obama's wife because that's a man, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Which way to the restroom? No, that, that's, no, 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 no. That's, that's, to, uh, that's the vice president's dressing room, sir, Mr. President. <laughs> that's right. Um, All right. Speaking, so, okay, wait. Did you, I was going to say, speaking of uh, staying in American politics, I don't know if you heard this. Um, Hang on a second. No, I opened the wrong story. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Ah, here we go. This is unbelievable. I'm sure you've heard this. This uh, this was probably pretty big, babe. It says, uh, did you hear the um, the Chicago uh, City Council uh, ignores the their highest murder capital rate uh, and demands they voted on a ceasefire in Gaza? And there was a 50-50 split in the mayor. The mayor of Chicago voted that Israel needs to have a ceasefire. This is what's going on in, in, in the city council in Chicago. They are the number one murder capital of the United States. Uh, I, I think we need a ceasefire in Chicago. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
Um, here they are w wasting their time uh, <laughs> instead of trying to fix the uh, people killing each other in Chicago, which is more is more uh, which is worse than Gaza or Ramallah. They're 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 voting on whether Israel should cease fire, and so they voted that they should cease fire. But what I'd like to know is, okay, so now what? So that's it. Hey, you know what we did? We accomplished. We 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 told Israel what we want them to do. Oh yeah, Chicago has you know has such influence and power you know over Israel's sovereignty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you I don't heard? know. I, I, it's, 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 it's kind of weird. It's, it's kind of like surreal, isn't it? I mean, it, it, again, it's a lack of self-awareness, just like South Africa. You know? Oh, I mean, oh, talk about South Africa. South <laughs> <laughs> Africa. Um, well, are, are, you, are you familiar with, you know what the Babylon Bee is, right? Yes, yes. It's a satirical uh, publication. Yes, that's right. That's so right. They, 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 take they, they take the, they take uh, real they take news real and they make uh, they make up they make headlines. Up and headlines and so, so they commented. They commented so they did a story on uh, this Chicago City Council, and it says here, <laughs> Babylon B says Gaza votes for a ceasefire in Chicago. <laughs> that's the headline. <laughs> <laughs> and it says here, amidst the ongoing conflict between Hamas and Israel, residents of Gaza banded together Thursday to vote for a ceasefire in Chicago, a city they say is an absolute war zone. And it says here, Gaza resident Ahmed Astal Abu Alujah said, we are appalled by the endless violence in Chicago. How can anyone live there? Um <laughs> So uh, I thought that was very uh, creative of the Babylon Bee. Um, but just for our <laughs> listeners to know, that's not a real publication. That's not really true. Uh, Gaza did not. The people of Gaza did not really say that. <laughs> we have to we have to say that disclaimer. But uh, it was a uh, disclaimer. Uh, Although that would be really hilarious if that were true. Um, yes, yes. The Babylon Bee is a, uh, a satirical publication of, of many interesting articles that aren't true, though sometimes, uh, not all the time, but sometimes it's kind of like based on fact or, or you'd think it would be true. But it's, it's satirical news. Yeah, yes. satirical news. But nowadays, you, uh, I've seen stuff that is very, uh, very similar to it because you don't know what's true and what's made up because it's so it's so insane in the world right now that it, something like that could probably really happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. You know, God, the Gazans actually, the Gazan terrorists, they they might be uh, a little envious uh, of the murder rate in Chicago. You know. Yeah. Um. So uh, did you did you find any uh, good stories this week? Um, yeah, actually, I did. I did actually. Um, well, there there was uh, something about uh, the origins of Groundhog Day, and Punxsutawney Phil. Right. So, so the, okay, this, the spotlight. Okay, it says will be on on Gobbler's Knob. On Gobbler's Knob, I think if that were in British English, that would be offensive. But okay, never mind. Um, on Gobbler's Knob in Western Pennsylvania. Er, Early Friday morning, when handlers of a groundhog named Punxsutawney Phil will announce yeah. whether he saw his own shadow and That's predict right. six more weeks of winter or an early spring. That's so, right. so thousands of people are basically expected, uh, you know, uh, to to appear there. And and when did this start to like enter into the culture even in a stronger force? Actually, and that was after a 1990 Bill Murray uh, film called Groundhog Day. That's right. So. They've been doing that uh, ever since. Um, it, so it's part of a, of a tradition, actually, that's rooted, actually, in European agricultural life, something that was uh, transplanted uh, once they colonized uh, the United States. <laughs> that was a good movie, though, I tell you that much. 
<laughs> if anyone should oh, watch Groundhog it. Day, right? Yeah, Groundhog Bill Day with Bill uh, Murray. Did he, did he pass recently? No. Look at you spreading oh. fake news by Yakov Korin. <laughs> this was a satirical. This is just a disclaimer for satirical no, news. <laughs> no, you know who passed away though? Yes, Thursday. Uh, Apollo Creed, Carl Weathers. Uh, Carl Weathers. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Snakes yeah. on a plane. Oh no, no, that wasn't him. No, you're you're mixing up black actors. You're very racist right now. What you just did was very racist. I, I'm racist. I, that's I, Samuel. I, that's Samuel Jackson, who looks nothing like Carl Weathers, and because no, they're black, they, they you think Carl they look Weathers, alike. Didn't he have, a, have, have like a, a an epic mustache? I don't know. He was in the he was in the Rocky movies. He's Apollo Creed, man. Come on. Um, Apollo Creed. Okay, I'll I'll have to put it on my list. I, you've never seen Rocky? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I've seen those classic films for sure. Uh, I think all three, three, is that right? It's more than that, but okay. But yeah, okay, good. Wow, I was going to say. Okay, I I, Rocky, Rocky. Rocky 12, Rocky 13. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, here in Israel right now, because, you know, they get movies later. They get they don't get their new releases in America. Uh, Rocky 1 from 1977 is just coming out now in Israel, so I'm going to the movies tonight to see it. <laughs> Oh, wow, wow. Why so soon? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They're ahead of their time, Israel. Anyway, here, I don't know if you saw this on, uh, um, someone posted oh, this. Excuse me, Stephen, Stephen. Go ahead. Did you know that in Israel, I mean, this used to be kind of a thing. I mean, I mean, like uh, black and white television uh, was a phenomenon longer in Israel than it was in the United States. Um, it, 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 perhaps, you know, they had bought the secondhand equipment. I don't know. But uh, did you know that, that you had to used to wait for a telephone? But this this was before when things were a little more socialist. You had to wait for get uh, on a list for a telephone, Stephen. I'm sh- I'm I'm, I'm I, you're absolutely right. It, yeah, I mean, they um, you, you had know. to wait years or months. Yeah, <laughs> they had to just scream out their window. Hey, Moisha, pass the matzo balls. <laughs> um, hey, I, I'm sorry. Did I interrupt you? Please, please, please. No, I was just going to so, say, so this is a, uh, I, I don't know if you saw this. Um, this is a tweet from this person. Now, this, we're going to change topics a little bit. Uh, did you see this? Uh, it comes from the name of the, this is a woman now, but now I want everyone, after I say it, I want everyone to Google this person so they can really appreciate how disturbing this woman looks. It says, Professor Tracy Smart. Uh, she's a military and aerospace uh, medicine air vice marshal, whatever that means. She posted on her huh. uh, Twitter page, public health announcement. And this is what she declared. I had COVID jab number six yesterday, this time from Moderna. Uh, and in case you don't know, we're in another major wave with COVID. Dum, 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 dum. That's right. 19 hospitalization rates, the highest for 12 months. If you haven't had your COVID or a vaccine vaccination in the last six months, then it's worth getting a jab, especially if you're at high risk. Oh, and think about wearing a mask in crowded public spaces. It does reduce risk. What are your thoughts? And here's her picture. And I swear she, she because she has taken six, six uh, jabs of this unknown substance, she has morphed into Gary Busey. She looks exactly like Gary Busey <laughs> in this picture. You've got to check it out. If you just Google her name, Tracy Smart, Professor Tracy Smart, I guarantee and hit images, the picture she shows of her arm with the jab, she, it's Gary Busey. Uh, Gary Busey, yeah. I just, I just injected myself six times. With COVID. 
and she looks so. I don't even know if this is a man or woman, but she, but because of the the um, the uh, what do you call it? The uh, not the virus. What, what were they? The uh, what are they? What were they making you try to get? What's it called? I don't even know because I never did any of that. I never listened. Do you, to you mean Moderna's? Uh... Yeah. What's it called? Oh, the vaccine. That's right. The, the vaccine. Yeah, we can say that. Okay. All right. She uh, she she injected herself six times with six different types of vaccines. Now it's Moderna, and she's morphed into Gary Busey. You gotta. It's you gotta. Kind of everyone needs to Google situation. her. What? Jekyll and Hyde. You got to Google her. If you're on your computer right now, Google her, and you can look at the the hero. See, wait, you know what? Okay, oh, can Tracy. you see me? Can you see me? I can see you. Okay, I'm going to show you. I'm going to hold up my phone. Oh, hold up. Hold up. I don't know if you could see that. Can you see Is, is this uh, Vice? Uh, Vice oh, Mark? you see that? Look at that. You see her? Oh, I do. I do. Is that not Gary Busey? Hi, I'm Gary Busey. <laughs> oh my God! Well, anyway, well, she's, she's looking a little butch there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the butch. She's morphed into Gary Busey, uh, like the Gary Busey on crack and drugs. It's not like Gary the Busey. not the Gary Busey from like the '80s when he was normal. Like Gary Busey now. Anyway, uh, it, it, it 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 just it doesn't. It's just unbelievable that people are still doing this. It's un, It's just. It's unbelievable. Wow, you know, actually, I think I, um, I think I, I came down with COVID like a week and a half ago again. Uh, although I, I did not take take uh, you know I did not go and, and and take the test. I just stayed away from everyone. But um, you know, the first time I actually did um, experience some symptoms. You know, like some aches and you know and you know difficulty sleeping, yada yada. But uh, but this time. The only thing that I experienced was like a, you know, altered taste or, or reduced sense of taste, right. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but you know, and I, I was I was furious that I had to take the vaccine because you know I had actually come down with COVID. I I I was I was a good boy um, all year. You know, I was very careful. I didn't come down with it, and then I did a favor. You know, December December of I guess 2020, right? Uh, and uh, and what happened? I can't. I contracted COVID, and and then uh, you know a month, month and a half later, I, you know I still had to take uh, the vaccine. You know, but uh, yeah, yeah, they required that. Like if you wanted to visit somebody in a hospital, you had to get the vaccine. So yeah, well, I feel sorry for you because you're you're probably going to morph into Gary Busey. <laughs> I, I'm next. <laughs> hey, listen, here is something. Uh, from uh, the Captain Obvious uh, on news. Uh, so uh, here's an article I found. Uh, this is coming out of the United States. Ready? Listen to this. Congress bans Hamas from entering the United States. Well, thank God. Thank you very much. Wow. Who's the genius who thought of that bill? Listen to this. A bill barring anyone who took part in the October 7th massacre or participating in organizations passed a vote of 422 to two with one abstentia. There were two people who said, you know what? Bring Hamas into the United States. It's okay. It's a good That's idea. Racist. It's a great idea. Uh, it says here, a House of Representatives has approved uh, HR 6679. Um, and it's called the uh, No Immigration Benefits for Hamas. <laughs> So it's like who's it's like uh, I mean it's just it's just so ridiculous and absurd and stupid that they have to pass a bill 
to refuse to let people from Hamas into the United States and then also make sure that they don't get benefits from the United States. And you, guess, you know, it's, it's kind of strange. I, I thought they already were kind of barred from, you know, they're stopped. I mean, if they go through the proper channels, of course, immigration, or they show up on a flight, they're going to be on a list, right? And, and, and Homeland Security is supposed to are already, you know, inform the authorities and, and then they're refused at the port, port of entry, right? Well, I guess that, who's, you know who's not coming in, the, the, um, the, um, all the employees of UNRWA. They're barred from the United States now. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, uh, but, of course, you know, what about the porous border that, uh, you know, Biden has uh, recreated uh, once he, he regained power, you know, the, the, the evil emperor of the empire? Um, he paid, I mean, I mean, basically, it's already been said that operatives, uh, terrorists from Hezbollah, um, and Hamas and, and, and several others have actually come across the border over the years. Of course they have. Of course they have. But now, now there's a bill. And, and now there are house. And, and, but here are the two people that were opposed to it. It was, of course, the anti-Semite of the year of 2023, Rashida Tlaib and Cori Bush, both Democrats, oh! one from Michigan and Cori Bush from Missouri. Those Sorry, are the God, two people. What's so such righteous individuals. Those are the two people who said, nah, they're allowed to come in and we're going to give them benefits. I just love that there's uh, that had to be put as a bill in the United States. Like that wouldn't be obvious. It's, it's just it's insanity. <laughs> oh, man. I, 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 well, I mean, that was that was predictable. Uh, let's face it. As far as if there were going to be any opposition uh, to to barring a terrorist organization from entering the United States. Obviously, it's going to be members of the squad. It's going to be Hamas, Hamas Nikit uh, herself, Rashida Tlaib, and her accomplices. Well, I'm glad they have a big sign now outside of the House of Representatives. Hamas not welcome. Now we can move on. And... <laughs> well, except Rashida Tlaib is, is, is heading the embassy, the welcoming embassy for, for Hamas. That's right. Um, speaking of Hamas, I found this article here in Israel. This is actually interesting. Ready? It says here. Uh, no, I'm not ready, Stephen. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Okay. Because <laughs> if you're not, I'll, I'll wait. Okay. It says here, uh, cookies for terrorists. This is a real article. A grandmother reveals the recipe she used when Hamas attacked. Her name is Rachel Adiri. Offered oh. cookies. She offered cookies to the terrorists who took her and her husband hostage. Now she has decided to share the recipe with the world. So apparently, it's this is a real story, folks. This isn't Babylon B. It says here, Rachel Adiri has opened an Instagram page on which she published the recipe for the cookies that she famously offered the Hamas terrorists who broke into her home in uh, Ofakim and took her and her husband hostage. She says, my friends, for two and a half months, people have been driving me crazy, asking for the recipe that I baked for those monsters. The terrorist, the, 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 the monster, the terrorist, the terrorist recipy. Okay, go ahead. Uh, this are the, people are not asking her. Oh my God, uh, how are you? Are you okay? How are you, what happened? I'm glad you're okay. Right. They're asking about the recipe of the cookie she served Hamas. Not that if she was okay. This she, is what I love. She has become a national figure uh, within Israel, actually. Right. Just right after this happened, right after October seventh, Baruch Hashem, her and her husband survived. Um, she uh, she's known. She's known as as uh, Rachel of, of Ofakim uh, within Israel, and. Uh, yeah, so, so they showed up. They showed up, and so she was trying to stall, um, and so she's being u- uber polite with them. 
So she was trying to stall so that, you know, security forces would have time to, to get there and rescue them. So so she asked, oh, well, you know, you know, you've been terrorizing all day. You must be very tired. Sit down, take a seat in the comfy chair and, and let me get you something to drink, so something to eat. What would you like? Yes, yes, yes. And it's a, uh, excuse me, how many terrorists are you? Well, <laughs> so she knows, this... how, you know, how many cups and plates to serve. That's right. And so here's the cookies she made them. She goes, once and for all, I made them date cookies and chocolate chip cookies. And then she says, I added some machine made cookies that stick in your throat that we had leftover from Yom Kippur. <laughs> no, and she, no. Did she say that? Yes. And she goes, I thought they would choke, but they had the strength of 17 year olds. Let me show you the recipe. She <laughs> made them leftover cookies from Yom Kippur. They had the strength of donkeys. Yeah. She goes, I had them wrapped around my little fingers, those disgusting monsters. No one is better than our police and army. They are the greatest of heroes, Rachel declared. And uh, anyway, and then she gives the recipe. And uh, it's just unbelievable. I, can you believe that? Is that not insane? The cookie saved my life. Cookies <laughs> saved her life. From terrorists. From terrorists. Mm -hmm. That's right. That could, be, that could be the title of the show right there. Cookies. You, you know, I think she needs to come up with an alternative recipe. You know, something that that would stick in the throat even more strong. You know, for 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 these situations. You know, hello, Mr. Terrace, would you like? Oh no, 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 you don't want to do anything. No, 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 no. Hey, let me serve you some cookies, okay? Okay. And then they get stuck in the throat, and then they die on the spot from you know choking to death. Well, that's what she was hoping because she gave them cookies from that were leftovers from Yom Kippur. <laughs> but, but you know, <laughs> it's been rock, rock hard. <laughs> yeah, but apparently they were able to uh, chew right through it. Anyway, so uh, oh. that is, I thought that was, I, at first they, I thought they were that part was Palestinian Yeah, I thought that was a fake story, but uh, apparently cookies saved her life from Hamas. So God, God bless her and her chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> um, <laughs> Do you have any news stories? Did, wasn't there uh, something you wanted to mention? You told me earlier before oh, we went on the air. Oh, yes. There, there was something that uh, you were going to mention something, and then I was going to react to it, actually, if you remember. Just tell me the story that you wanted to talk about. <laughs> um, well, it wasn't that. But, but the, oh. I saw an interesting article. Um, apparently, um, there's a new... Um, there, there's a new video actually uh, by a new terrorist group called Galilean Forces. Yeah. Galilean Forces, uh, yeah, in the Galilee, obviously, which is a northern region within Israel. For anyone who doesn't know, um, apparently, the, 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 this ter new terrorist group has issued threats. The day of judgment has arrived, and it will be harder and more bitter. The group said in the video. So uh, apparently, they, they also put uh, Netanyahu and MKs in, in the video. They, they, they threaten Netanyahu and, MK, and the MKs. Oh, MKs are uh, members of the Knesset, members of the parliament in Israel. Okay. Thank you for clarifying that. Our listeners probably don't know that. Thank you. You're welcome. Anytime. So um, at the beginning of the video, actually, uh, which was circulated through Israeli media, um, once they found out about it, there are phones and with photos of, of ministers Ben Gavir um, and Sukkot with a single bullet placed on each phone. A and bullet a... on a phone? I don't get it. <laughs> well, I mean, in the video, in the video. Oh, um, in the video. Yeah. Afterwards, the camera pans out to a scene of a graveyard, but the location of the graveyard is unclear. Um, I mean, I wouldn't really care about the location of the graveyard uh, other than, you know, trying to find the location of this this new and nascent terrorist organization. Just saying. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, just transitions to more direct threats after that. <laughs> 
So that's uh, what's kind of strange, but not as strange as the other stories, but definitely something, you know, that you don't hear every day, the, the birth of a new terrorist organization, God forbid. Oh, well, God bless them. I hope, I hope uh, may, may, they, may they live long and prosper. Maybe choke on, on Rachel Buffakim's cookies. <laughs> exactly. Hey, listen, here's something really quick. And uh, this is like a weird story. It's funny. It says uh, this guy, it's just the guy's name is funny. Uh, it says here, a Chinese dissident artist uh, equates Gaza censorship to Mao Zedong's China. Okay. But the guy's name is I wee wee. He must own a factory in China. I don't know. No, he's an artist. And it says here, uh, interview with Sky News on Sunday, Chinese artist, I wee wee. I, I have to wee wee. (laughs) I wee wee. He draws a stark comparison between political censorship in the West and the restrictive climate he faced in Mao Zedong's China. It says, wee wee. whose exhibition was canceled by the Lison Gallery in London in November, asserts that stifling of opinions and perspectives in the West mirrors the repressive environment he grew up in under Mao's rule. Look, uh, I don't know what he's talking about. I really don't care that he is an artist. All I know is that his name is Ai Weiwei, and that is the greatest Chinese name ever. Look, I don't know what this guy's talking about, but I think he's... Oh. Sorry, excuse me. I just received a message. I can't speak about him. <laughs> just okay. kidding. Just kidding. Okay. So, so, so what was the name again? I wee wee or I wee wee. I wee wee. I wee wee. His name. His name is I wee wee, and I don't like censorship about Gaza in Israel. I wee wee. Excuse me. I have to go wee wee. Okay. Anyway, his name gives him no credibility. He's got it. I wee wee after the show. He's got it. He's got to change his name. That's 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 that could be the name of the show. I wee wee. So anyway, moving right along. Yeah. How how did how did it go with you know your latest news there in Israel? New. My latest news. I'm giving you all the latest news. This is all no, the news, no, no. baby. You, you you told me something else that it had happened, and no, it wasn't regarding your great 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 grandmother in Poland. Anita Anita Punska. Anita, where are you? Where are you, Anita? Poland. Get in touch with me. You did it again. You delivered the Punska line. Okay. No, I don't know what you're talking about. So why don't you just tell me? It was it was it was right before right before we went live on air. Don't you remember? No, no, I, I, I don't. I just figured out how to turn on the heat in my apartment. You think I'm going to remember what I told you? Just tell me, dude. Tell me before we have to go. <laughs> tell me. <laughs> I'm going to save it for next week. Okay, that's great. I'm glad that you just teased the audience for nothing. Well, I wee wee. Tune in next uh, next episode. Next okay. uh, bat day. Next bat channel. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I want to end on a weird on a good story on something a light story uh there was a couple but i'm gonna i choose this one uh it says here the longest living family eats this one meal every day for lunch it says nine siblings of the mellis family have a collective age of 861 years this is the blue zones diet recipe they eat every single day so they eat the same lunch every single day 
And this is what has kept them alive. It says here, the sec secrets uh, for, to living a long, healthy life. Many people turn to the habits of people in the blue zone. The, the blue zones uh, are apparently areas in Italy, Greece, Japan, Costa Rica, and the United States. I've never heard of this. I don't, I don't, I don't know what it uh, means. The, the Okinawan diet. Yeah, yeah, the Okinawan diet in Japan, for example. Well, the, this is uh, here it is. The Mellis family, um, they're from Italy, holds the world's record for longevity. Um, it says here, nine siblings collect together they equal 861 years old the oldest sibling is 109 and every day of their life they had the same exact lunch uh uh and uh here here here's what they wow, ate. not much diversity there they must be racist well here's here's what they ate it said the longest lot lived family in the world eats this meal every day it's sourdough bread a three bean minestrone soup with garbanzo Pinto and white beans. That's right. And a glass of red wine. That's what they have. That's okay. what they eat every day for all these years. And they apparently are living well over 100 years. So I just want to uh, tell everyone in the last uh, you know, few uh, minutes that we have that uh, they should eat sourdough bread and minestrone soup with garbanzo, pinto, and white beans and a glass of red wine, baby. Huh. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to have to add that to our menu, aren't we? You know, of, of course, uh, you know, following the whole foods plant-based diet philosophy, it's almost always, except for the exception of olive oil, which still does wonders for us, um, it's always best to eat the whole food and not the extract instead well, of the extract. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm eating sourdough and minestrone soup and a glass of red wine, and I'm going to live till 120. Cut the wine and eat the grapes is basically what I'm saying. I'll give you the shortcut. Well, that's what I'm eating. Anyway. All right. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember the Okinawan diet. Um, it, it, what it is is it's all vegetarian. It's all vegetarian, um, except for about once a week they do eat – they consume seafood, usually some fish or something. And and that's basically their diet and and, and rice too. They even eat, eat some rice. And apparently there there isn't really, you know, th that many occurrences of diabetes or or uh, those kind of uh, things that usually accumulate with age, et cetera, et cetera. So it's interesting. And they do live uh, quite a long time, perhaps almost as long as Italy's, uh, uh, you know, the famous Mellis family. family. Are they living as long as the Mellis family, eight hundred and sixty-one years on a glass of wine and minestrone soup. From the Olive Garden. I get that from the Olive Garden every time I go there. Anyway, we only have 30 seconds left, Yakov. We have gone through another show. Did you have fun? I, I'm having so much fun, I didn't even realize that we're almost done. That's right. That's right. And I want to thank you for coming on the show again and every week. And I want to thank, of course, all of our listeners. And, of course, we always end the show with a blessing for our soldiers in the South and in the North and all the hostages that are remaining. Please may Hashem bring them home and keep everyone safe. Oh, so have a great week, everybody. Shavuot Tov. Shavuot Tov. Have a great week. Bless week, everyone.